It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Mean, and joining me as always is a very healthy boy today, uh, Mr. Connor Lawler. <laughs> Still sick. Still sick. Uh, Still sick. Your, it's been a few days. Your body, but not mind. Um, <laughs> the body is willing, but the spirit is weak. <laughs> <laughs> Dead by snooze, too. Um, I was told it was your week for Hero or Zero, so that's why yeah. I turned up, because I was like, I did Jason Todd last week. It's a day off. Sean will regale me with a story of, if anyone doesn't know about Hero Zero, it's the show where we choose one comic book character every single week, we talk to good points and the bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. So, I normally talk DC characters, Sean normally talks Marvel characters. Sean, it's your week, and you normally have such good characters that you cover, other than all of those I other do. characters, rather than Darwin. Well, Darren's... Oh, okay. So, yeah, sorry. I got confused there for a second. You, now, you pulled now, it back. See? You pulled it right back. Yeah, see, what you did last week, Connor, is you took one of the most interesting anti-heroes in all of comics, and you did a... You somehow managed to wrap up all of their history within a 45-minute report. Not an easy thing to do, I'll yeah. guarantee you. So, what I, I thought I'd take... Uh, no, I didn't go anti- I went villain. One of the main villains of one of the biggest or smallest characters in Marvel Comics. So, right. we're talking about a Golden Age villain for Hank Pym's Ant-Man. <laughs> Women. Women were his villains back then, were they not? <laughs> oh, 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 no, they pose no threat to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, if anyone has read those comics, Hank Pym, not a nice boy. Not a nice boy. And then his villain, his enemy... Is it one of the main Ant-Man villains? Uh, is Egghead Connor? 
I know Egghead. Do yes, you know Egghead? I was going to say women's rights was the main villain for his comic books, but no, Egghead. Egghead, Good. famously terrible, terrible villain, but one of the only solo Ant-Man villains that there really is. Uh, his power, he's, uh, he is a man with a head shaped like an egg, so it fits into my thing of characters with weird shaped heads. So it, other, he doesn't have any like special abilities. Well, just, he's a big nerd, which... I mean, he, that's fucking nothing. That's, I'm a big nerd, but I, I don't want to take over the world, like. But he's an egghead, Connor. He's a, in the 1960s, that was the worst thing you could call a man. But like, it's not like you're an egghead, like you have so many braids, your egg. You, you need an egg-shaped head because you are oh, so no. clever. No, he's, he, the, the, the head came first and the smarts came second. <laughs> the braid came second. <laughs> yeah. So, Dr. Elias Starr was a scientist working at an atomic research centre for the government of the United States of America. Uh, he got caught trying to smuggle drafts of an atomic project to, and the, the, the word they use is to probably sell on the open market. So they come to him and they're like, listen, we know you were just about to sell government secrets. We could throw you in prison. And he's a prick and he's like, oh, you can't prove it though. So they're like, we can't because you didn't actually sell them. So we're just going to fire you from this cushy government you job. You can't arrest a man for a crime that hasn't happened yet. No. And if you try and make him do it, that's entrapment. Exactly. But it is technically conspiracy to commit a crime if you have evidence that he's going to do it. But if it's just hearsay and rumor, Sean, I mean, he could take them, clean them out. Oh, absolutely. Clean out the US government. He doesn't, I must say. Uh, he gets fired. The very next day, meets up with a load of crooks because Ant-Man at the time, super popular in Marvel Comics. So he was the best superhero. So everyone was just like, oh, he's basically stopped crime in New York. There's no way for us criminals to do crime anymore. We, it, we, we've been trying to beat the Ant-Man, but we can't do it. He's stronger than us. Maybe we need to be smarter than the Ant-Man. So we then need- you would logically take... Well, we'll get someone who's genetically modified to like be more intelligent, like who's incredibly intellectual that we could get in rather than somebody who just has a big fucking head. No, 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 Connor. <laughs> he goes up and says, I'm pretty smart. And they're like, OK, let's see what you got, egghead. Uh <laughs> You know how you talk to people. Uh, well, back in the day, his best gal, <laughs> she was having a soda pop beside him. So what Star does, what Egghead does, is that he learns everything there is to know about ants by watching one documentary and re- reading one book on ants. And he learns how they communicate. And he's mm. like, right. So they don't communicate with speech because they can't speak. And they don't communicate with sign language because they don't have hands. Uh, go ahead. I... I have my arm up just for you, just to say, um, before he watched that documentary, did he think ads could speak? Because that... That's the scientific method, he just had to rule it out, you know? So he, like, he thought ads were going around going, here, Jim, build yeah. that, will you, behind me? And he could, he could hear that. Yes, and he thought that Ant-Man could actually talk to ants. Oh, right. Okay, not that he could talk to ants. No, 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 no. He, he can't, right. He's trying to develop a way to talk to ants. <laughs> At this point, I'm questioning everything because this lad's a fucking moron, but go on. This is, oh, it gets much, much worse. So he, what he does is he is he, he determines that it's pheromones. That's how ants communicate with each other. Now, for the record, ants also do communicate through 
they'll make like noises with their legs and shit like that. So that's that's just a wrong ant fact. Um, but what he, he goes to an ant jingle, what a jingle for the ant fact. <laughs> ant facts? No, no jingles ever on this show. Uh, he goes to an ant hill and he talks to the ants and he's like, "Hey, here's what I want you to do." You're not going to be slaves to... He's saying all this to the ants. You're not going to be slaves to Ant-Man anymore. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, You can be free. You can rule him. Uh, What you need to do is tell him that we're going to rob the diamond from this museum at this time. And then I'll handle the rest. Says all of this to ants, presuming that the ants will tell this to Ant-Man. So all of the research he just did about how ants communicate means nothing. So you're telling me he did a load of research and then he went and just did a fucking William Wallace speech to the lads in yeah. hopes that they would betray the lad who's called Ant-Man. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so what he does, they're at the museum at the allotted time. And how do you catch an ant, Connor? Correct. Flypaper. <laughs> no, but surely flypaper's for flies. <laughs> no, 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 because Ant-Man is very small. And so Egghead lays out a load of flypaper to trap Ant-Man. Oh, and clever. And then, th- clever, very, very clever. Uh, little, he didn't plan on the fact, though, that ants, they, they told Ant-Man what was up. And they were like, listen, this guy's trying to set you up. <laughs> and so. Oh, what, what is going on? What is going on here, Sean? This is 60s Ant-Man shit, my friend. Right. This is... <laughs> There's no rules anymore. There's no Attenborough at this point. No. Anything goes. We don't fucking know what ants do. <laughs> the 1996 film Ants hadn't come out yet. Nobody knew. And so what Ant-Man does is prior to arriving to the museum, he took a bath in oil so that the flypaper wouldn't sick to him. Uh, then the ants bring in human-sized flypaper and catch up all of the crooks. <laughs> Sorry, what? Sorry, hang up. Two takes. One, Ant-Man took a bath in some oil and his machinery just kept working. Just absolutely fine. I will say he took off the suit, had a bath in oil, then put on the suit that was not coated in oil. So I don't know but how But then what works. is the point of the fucking oil then? Why bathe in the oil? Why bathe in He just loves oil, does he? I, I don't know. And then the secondly, he somehow got the ads to build a giant human-sized flypaper trap. Yes. Well, I think he had regular size flypaper and made it big. Okay, that's much more understandable. Okay, so regular, and then he used his pin particles to make it big. Okay, okay, I'm with you. I think that's how it worked. But anyway, all the criminals are caught except for Egghead, who is listening as Ant-Man is telling the police what went down. And the one thing in all of the research that Egghead did is he misunderstood the nature of ants. See, they don't have so concepts. all of his research... They, they don't have concepts of greed or vanity, Connor. They fight with Ant-Man as allies on the side of justice. But, wait. No, but if they don't have concepts of greed, they surely also don't have a concept of justice because they are just fucking ants. You might say that, but why would they help Ant-Man otherwise? Because he's the only one that can communicate with them and has probably mind control a big bunch of ads to do whatever he wants. No, it's because they're good citizens. They're all a part of New so, York, baby. So it's, so fucking Egghead himself has come up with a plan that it's actually just because they're sound. Yeah, pretty much. That the ants, 
the ants have a personality and goals, but not for evil. <laughs> but not for evil. So they have only a personality for some traits. Yes. Hmm. You're, and you're saying this is the guy that's intellectually going to challenge Ant-Man. Bit of an egghead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, cool. Uh, I'm with you. So uh, Egghead barely escaped capture and he went into hiding in a poorhouse. And in the poorhouse, there's these two guys and it's like, oh, bet that guy's so dumb and he has no brains at all. Oh, he's just some dumb idiot. And that's how the comic ends. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, to be fair... They do have a point. Yeah, that, like, everything so far has indicated that none of it works. There, he does another, eg, eg, like, I was going to say experiment, uh, another attempt at destroying Ant-Man in that he pretends that he's a zoologist and he puts on a display of wasps to lure the wasp out for publicity purposes. Um, and then he, and then Ant-Man are, just um, Are wasps into greed? Uh, no, actually, as well. They're very good good, good folks. They're also sound. Yeah. Um, and so Ant-Man and the Wasp team up, defeat Egghead, put him in prison. Uh, he then tried... So, okay, so he's tried twice himself now to take out Ant-Man, mm. who is his nemesis. Uh, is he? Is he, though? Because I don't is. think Ant-Man knows who he is. Name one other Ant-Man villain. Um, oh, the the one from the second movie. Um, no, in the comics, that's an Iron Man villain. That's Ghost. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> oh uh, the guy from the first movie. Darren Cross. Darren Cross. <laughs> Made up for the movie, I'm pretty sure. Okay, and oh, uh, oh. In that role, um, of course. Sorry? In the role. And also, that's a Scott Lang villain. It's the Hank Pym villain we're dealing fuck with. Fuck yeah, no, I don't know any Hank Pym villains. No, there, there, there's only one, it's Egghead. So it's not, though. <laughs> he decides he's going to trick Spider-Man into beating Ant-Man and the Wasp for him. Why do all of these really dumb villains, their plan is to trick Spider-Man into I doing no, things? I think because once it gets to a certain point in the story, the villains start underselling. And so they're like, how do we juice up this fucking egghead Because Spider-Man story? is Spider-Man. Okay, Put yeah, Spider-Man yeah. on the cover. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. So what he did, he used ants to relay a false message to Hank and Janet that Spider-Man was setting out to defeat the pair. Uh, this distracted the heroes, allowing Egghead and his gang to commit a series of robberies. However, Ant-Man's ants informed him of the double cross <laughs> and they teamed up with Spider-Man to stop Egghead. So his plan was to tell the ad somehow. So he just goes to a fucking ad farm and just starts talking to them again yeah and it's just like i heard a rumor that spider-man wants to fuck up hag pym and the wasp that's what yeah, i heard because as we've established the ants won't work for greed so you need to trick them so he needs to trick them into thinking that they're protecting pym yeah and so he's By like telling right, him this i heard <laughs> That Spider-Man has a crowbar and he wants to beat the fucking piss out of the two boys, the Wasp yeah. and the Ant-Man. And he just lets that go and then simultaneously commits crimes while I'm assuming Hag Pym and the Wasp just kind of sit around shitting themselves because Spider-Man's going to beat the fucking life out of them. I think that's it, yeah, that the plan is just, just wait till they're distracted enough. And then do all the crimes. Because you would be terrified if Spider-Man was after you with full oh. force Spider-Man. Like, 
he could absolutely just end the two of them. Yeah, if Spider-Man decides he wants to kill someone, that person is going to die. Yeah, okay, cool. So, um, he was sent to jail and his obsession with with Ant-Man increased even more. Uh, He then escaped from jail and began building a machine to steal intelligence from people. So he's like, I'll just get smarter. Just don't worry about it. It's probably a helmet or a ray or some shit. Uh, To test, he captured his own niece, Patricia. (laughs) So, Patricia. Hank Pym showed up, rescued Patricia, and sabotaged their machine. There was an explosion where Egghead tried to use the machine on himself, um, but unbeknownst to Hank Pym, uh, Egghead survived. Then... To make Patricia pay for his defeat. <laughs> Egghead. To be fair, it was her fault. It was entirely so, her fault that that went How old is down. Patricia? Patricia's like 20 at this point, He's I think. a fucking snitch, is what Patricia yeah. is. That's what she is. Do you know She's what you do with snitches, Connor? What do snitches get? Stitches. Shot. Incorrect. Stitches. A bomb in her car. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I forgot the rhyme. Snitches get a bomb in their car. Yeah, 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 cool. And so she sur- now Patricia survives the explosion, but she How? loses an arm. I don't know. People survive explosions every day. How many people do you know that survived explosions? Patricia did. <laughs> Fuck, he's got me. He's got me on a technicality. So Ant-Man, who's going by Yellow Jacket at this point, uh, had a suspicion that the attack may have been orchestrated by Egghead, tracked him down, beating him mercilessly until he confessed to maiming his own niece. But what did maiming Patricia do to Ant-Man? He wanted revenge because she fucked up his plans. But like, Hank Pym doesn't give a fuck if a woman gets blown up. (laughs) He doesn't care, lad. True. Uh, he blow Maddie a woman up for the crack. Just uh, that's his morning. That's his Wednesdays. He he wakes up and he might blow up Janet Van Dyne. He might might throw a few C fours into her bed. Who knows at that point? Just see how he feels. So he basically just beats him. And he says like you're a terrible person. Puts him in jail again. He gets out. Do you know how bad you have to be that Hank Pym is on the right side of history? When Hank Pym is the moral high ground, you have fucked up. Yeah, you've gone wrong, lad. You've gone really wrong. So, after a while, because he's a bad dude, Hank Pym is disgraced from the Avengers. They don't like him anymore. He's a bit. He blew up Patricia again. (laughs) So, (laughs) revenge for not dying the first time. Well, what, no, because what Egghead does is he formulates a plan to destroy him utterly. Egghead designs and builds a bionic arm and approaches Hank Pym, saying he wants to make amends for his past. He built the new arm for Patricia, but understandably, Patricia doesn't want to see him. Mm. So keep Egghead, him at arm's length. Oh, yes. very good, Connor. Mm-hmm. One of your best. He uh, wants to give her a hand. Stop Go it on. now, okay? Nah, no. <laughs> so, uh, Egghead's like, look, I just want to make amends. Will you, a hero, take the arm to Patricia so that she can at least have a working arm? And Hank Pym was like, fine, okay, I'm not with the Avengers anymore. I may as well do this. However, the arm was a booby trap, controlled by Egghead, with a bomb that would explode if someone tried to remove it. (laughs) Please tell me Patricia's other arm gets blown off. I, I might have to disappoint you on that one. Um, but, but then it becomes like speed. 
And so Egghead is giving Hank Pym a load of demands. And he has to follow them or he's going to blow up Patricia. So he, he sends Pym to a military base in Nebraska to steal adamantium containers, forces Pym to fight his other partners, the Avengers, um, and uh, what he in does... In my head, th- by the way, the Avengers don't question that. When Hank Pym starts fighting, and they're like, this is just this is regular Hank Pym. He's not even, he's not even being controlled by anything. He's just well, a dick. This is it. And what happens as well is that Hank tries to explain what's going on. However, the arm also implanted false memories into Patricia, who would who <laughs> so everything Hank Pym says, Patricia's like, no, that's not true. He threatened me. <laughs> this is the greatest plot device arm anyone's ever come up with. <laughs> it's a very useful, useful very story useful too. Arm. So the Avengers take Patricia at her word and they also don't like Hank Pym. So he is sent to jail. Um during this is actually like if, for, if it's another villain, this is a good plan because during the weeks that followed, Egghead, um, during the court case, made it seem like Hank had relations or like uh, associations with a lot of criminals, and then I gets thought you those were going to say with Patricia, not with Patricia, no, 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 mm. no, no, Patricia would never, um, and then Hank is sent to jail gets those criminals to break him out of jail. So it looks more like it was all planned from the beginning. Right, okay. That seems like a first good plan he's come up with. Yeah, and then what? when he's out, Egghead makes Hank work on a research project to decrease the human aging process. Because something that, that have to do with anything? Something that I haven't addressed up until now is that Egghead's main motivation, other than killing Hank Pym, is that he's 55 and he's trying to come to terms with the fact that his life is, as he puts it, nearly over. He's having a midlife crisis. Yeah, and he's just making it everyone else's problem. So his plan isn't to take over the world, it's to somehow stop ageing. Yeah, he just wants to not be 55 anymore. Well, I mean, he's 56 soon, I suppose. Yeah, he can go forward. That's no problem. Yeah. So he may, So he was working on this device. However, no one... like the, Hank Pym was just doing something with a machine. And what he, what he did is he made um, a device that would overcome the false memories that were implanted in Patricia and other Avengers and all this kind of stuff. So the Avengers learned the truth and they come to take Egghead in and to save Hank Pym. Um, what he does though is that Egghead pulls a gun on Hank Pym which is pretty good move um, however Hawkeye shoots an arrow into the gun Egghead pulls the trigger anyway it explodes and he kills himself <laughs> <laughs> he stopped the aging process you know, it's door number C to be fair he found a new way to stop it and, like, he comes back and stuff later on, but I I think that's the perfect end for him. Just he dies like an idiot. So his plan... I mean, Patricia's got to be delighted that he got blown up. Oh, yeah. Turns out there was never a bomb in the arm at all, either. It was all a bluff. What's the point, then? Just wanted to... Wanted Hank Pym... Because I think he realised at a certain point, I'm not smart enough to stop ageing. But Hank Pym might yeah. be. <laughs> But also, he didn't look into whatever Hank Pym was doing, or no. any of the machinery, or anything like that. You know that like scene that. in the first Iron Man, where they're like, 
he's building us clearly a suit of armour. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone's yeah, like, yeah. oh, that rocket must be coming along. <laughs> yeah, it's coming on real good. Why does it have a face? Yeah, what's going on? Why is there a wrist there? What's what's this glove for? <laughs> so, Egghead is dead. Oh, well, he died that way. And I suppose when Hank Pym died out of comics, I think Egghead kind of probably went the same way. Yeah, and then Ant-Man started getting, like, cooler, better villains. Um, mm. And so, like, in Egghead... He technically a genius. He's good at like robotics and electronics and physics and all that kind of stuff. Um, he had insect control devices, mind control devices, robots. Uh, he had egg shaped devices, which had various properties, such as an egg that explodes. Uh, Perfect. That's an egg grenade. An egg that electrocutes its victim, uh, mm. and an egg which bursts into a bolo, ensnaring its victim. Right, okay. Um, and that's Ant-Man's biggest enemy. <laughs> I don't know if he's big enough to carry Phase 4. It's, I, I think... I don't think he's been in the movies at all yet. I think they're, he, they're waiting. They're waiting to Phase Kang dies out. He's the next big guy Egghead coming up. Is like he's waiting in the wings. Like, this yeah, is my, yeah, my yeah. thing. Egghead for Secret Wars, I said. <laughs> what if he's a scroll? Oh no! <laughs> that would have Not such Egghead. an impact on the world. <laughs> so what we're what we've learned here today is that not only is Hag Pym a bastard, his villains are also bastards. Yes, uh, the, the, and somehow worse than him, which is also yeah, it's tough to when you have like a hero that's also real bad. You have to get a villain who's like. Just morally worse. So you gotta blow up Patricia a few times. Yeah. The also Egghead is in the MCU. Is he? Yeah, he is Ghost's dad. You know the one that kills himself immediately with his own machine? Pretty good egghead representation. He's just played by a regular bald man. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Not even a shaped head. No. So mm. there you go. He's canonically dead in the MCU as well. And we we hardly knew ye. <laughs> we didn't we didn't appreciate you while you were here. But I'm now getting a bit choked up actually thinking about that all the time I've missed Egghead. He, he could have <laughs> been in the MCU all along. He could have remembered Peter Parker or something. Oh, uh, that would have been a good little plot twist. They're giving Peter well, Parker an arm for a little girl. Yeah, just keeps cutting off arms. <laughs> Um, that's a great report, Sean. Much better than some of your other ones. Um, Thanks, bud. <laughs> I'll take that. That's nice. Um, if you like what you heard, we've done hundreds of these episodes, covered lots of different characters uh, in terms of DC and Marvel. As we said, we covered Jason Todd last week, but we cover like the small characters, big characters, everything in between. Um, we also have a Patreon, which is down below. We recently reviewed Tour the Dark World, and it is not very good to go back no. to watch. Um, Unlike we Egghead, have who's very good. Kind of, yeah. So it's a Lazarus Pit series where we just go back and watch old movies and see if they hold up. Uh, old, mostly superhero movies. And most of the time, they're alright, but not Tour the Dark World. Not always. Um, do you remember Blade? That was cool. Blade was great <laughs> when we watched Blade. Let's watch Blade again. It's nearly Halloween. Let's watch Blade again. Um, but yeah, so you can uh, go head on over to the Patreon. You can support the show. You can give us a like and follow whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And most importantly, you can just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Mean. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.